the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing. This is one of those days where it feels good to talk stocks. Not because we're going higher. That's not me. It feels good to talk about stocks because we're starting to talk about the stories of companies and not the story of COVID. I like that. Global death toll has surpassed 120,000. Confirmed cases have neared 2 million. So it's not a death sentence if you get diagnosed with it. It's far from it. But it is a big strain on the hospital system. And going on a ventilator is never a good thing. My father, in the final days of his life, was on a ventilator. And um, he woke up once, and his first thought was, pull this damn tube out of my throat. And you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) And it's tough to stop it. A lot of times after car crashes, people are put on ventilators, they wake up, and the first thing they do is try to pull a tube out of their throat because they don't know what just happened to them. And why are they in a hospital bed with a tube in their throat? So we're going through this process. Markets are rallying today as earnings season kicks off, and I could not be happier. I don't care that the earnings are going to be bad. I'll be able to tell you stories about how it looks and how companies are navigating the economy that's perilous, that are navigating healthcare concerns that are perilous. JP Morgan is warned of a fairly severe recession. The IMF has said this is going to be the worst recession since the worst recession. So the second worst recession of all time. Food lines. Hey, buddy, can you borrow a nickel? Or can you spare a nickel? I'm practicing. One in four Americans are going to spend their stimulus checks on housing costs. 28.4% said they're going to spend their stimulus check to pay for rent or to help cover a mortgage. Rent and mortgages are big costs in people's lives. So are new cars. Now do you see why I'm like, buy a two-year-old car? Because when things get tough, you don't really, really want that car payment. When things get tough, you don't really, really want that rent payment or that uh, mortgage payment. I think everyone in the world probably knows I bought a second home because the home that I live in is tiny. Um, I kind of really, like right now, I'm like, I wish I could be putting that second home money into stocks. So 28% of us have said we're going to use that $1,200 stimulus check as covering part of our rent or our mortgage, if not all of it for a month or whatever it is. Obviously, Americans around the country have different rates, right? Unemployment jobless claims hit a new high for the weekend in April 4th, $6.6 million. If you don't have a job, you don't have a paycheck, in theory. I've got a brother-in-law who hasn't had a job in six years, and he gets a paycheck because his wife earns it for him. 
can you imagine being out of work for five, six years with the idea of I'm still looking and he won't take a pay cut from where he was. And I bet right about now he kind of wishes that he had some money coming in, right? A third of American renters were unable to pay rent. We heard that story yesterday. And now we're hearing 28% of people are going to try to use that $1,200 to cover rent. Some things aren't adding up. It's, I think it's going to get uglier before it gets better. Economically speaking, it's going to get way uglier. Pandemic speaking, well, I'm going to leave that to smarter people. And they're kind of saying we're looking better. Roku is saying good things. Their stock's moving up big today. They said the number of streaming hours is up 49% year over year. But they also did something that said, we don't know what 2020 looks like for the rest of the year. So we're, we're not going to tell you what we're going to earn or anything. We don't know. But we know that since the virus started, they're up 49% in streaming hours. They get some advertising. They get some like kickback if you buy Disney Plus from them or Netflix from them. Um, they've developed their own channel of really old TV shows like ALF. We're like, I remember that when I was a kid. I want to watch that again. And you watch like three minutes of it. You're like, TV's changed. But they run commercials in those. So Roku's kind of a nice success story in this. We were moving this direction anyway, cutting the cord, staying at home, having food delivered here. This is just going – or delivered here. Oh, having food delivered to your home. We were moving this direction. All those were stories last year. This is just – this accelerated it. Tesla stock doing well today. Ford said that they expect a first quarter loss, 16% drop in revenue. Tesla could benefit from other companies failing, and, and Ford and GM have a problem. They were around when my daddy was around. My daddy's been long dead. But let's say my dad died 25 years ago, roughly. And let's say he worked at GM his life. And when he died, my mom took over his pension. She's still alive 25 years later. My dad hasn't, been, hasn't worked a day in his life in 35 years, and he still get, would be getting a paycheck from GM and Ford for once working for them. Tesla ain't got that problem. Delta and United have that problem. Southwest doesn't have that problem. And again, when you analyze stocks, you have to look at them so many ways. One of them is their liabilities. One of them is their commitments. Netflix hit a 52-week high yesterday. Um, I'm watching a lot of Netflix right now. A lot of Netflix. And I'm, it's, it's funny because you start going, I haven't seen a zombie movie in 10 years. Let's watch a zombie movie. You're like, okay. I think I know every stand-up comedian who has a Netflix special at this point in time. I know you're saying, don't you have other things to do? Trust me. I'm working many, 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 many hours. Pace of new coronavirus infections in New Jersey slows. That's important that... We heard Governor Newsom last night say, We're, I'm going to talk today, Tuesday, with the governors of Washington and governors of Oregon and talk about reopening our economies and what it's going to look like if we work together. New York City can't ever get back to work unless New Jersey shuts down. New Jersey shut down. But that whole area, you know, not as many people live in New York City as work in New York City. So they're coming from out suburbs. So the stories are starting to get a little bit better. I'm not happy days are here again. I'm not that guy right now. I love where we are in the stock market today. I love that we've come off the bottom, roared off the bottom. Will it hold as the economic data gets worse? I don't know. 
Amazon hits an all-time high today. Woohoo! I would say Amazon retailers, Amazon, Walmart, Target, huge winners. Huge winners because they were, they were already moving this direction. Walmart and Target were moving this direction to compete with Amazon because Amazon was cleaning their clocks. And I don't want to go into a Target. I hate going into a Target. First thing I do when I go into a Target is like, why am I here? Second thing I do when I go into Target is like, how fast can I get out of here? I don't like people is what it comes down to. I know that sounds strange, but go with it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Small businesses are being left out in the cold while banks are playing themselves um, with promises of getting you the money that was promised in the small business bailout pack part of the CARES Act. Um, I know a lot of people who, like I know an electrician who's had people put out of work and he's filed for a loan and his bank never got back to him. So he's like, well, I should go to a new bank. And he didn't realize he could go to a new bank. You don't have to have an account with said bank. Anyway, a lot going on. Let's talk. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I regrettably have been watching the presidential news conferences every day because I think it's kind of my duty to you. Yesterday's presidential news conference was unhinged. It was two and a half hour rant. There was one statement that Trump falsely claimed that he had total authority. And there's no question he doesn't. But man, that's a scary moment when your president just isn't saying the right things. He's moved towards that, no doubt. But I grew up in a family where we liked Republican presidents. We like Democratic presidents. We didn't have this animosity towards the other. I, my father was in the military. My father fought in Vietnam. And if the president said, you know, his 18-year-old boy had to go to war, he would have gone to war. There was a crazy respect for the job the president did. And I think that was probably coming out of World War II. My parents had that mentality that presidents make a difference. Um, so I was never allowed to knock a president and being in a military family, we weren't allowed to have any racial, we weren't allowed to say anything mean or negative about anyone from Mexico or any person with color of their skin. Like we weren't allowed to, because they also were in the U S military and they also were potentially going and putting their lives in danger. Like we weren't allowed to. So this is a little bit shocking going through this presidency right now. Uh, those press conferences are crazy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's a good update on the markets as we're starting to process number of deaths, bell curve, recession, how deep. We're actually getting earnings from J.P. Morgan, Johnson & Johnson, Wells Fargo, all of which traded higher like good with the case of JP Morgan, they gave us something a little bit scary or maybe they're prepping us. They're increasing their credit losses. JP Morgan increasing their credit losses by 8.3 billion. Wells Fargo by 4 billion. 
this is going to be a big economy. This is going to be a lot of credit card failures, a lot of mortgage failures. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon said it's necessary to make a huge, large reserve build, given the likelihood of a fairly severe recession. We may not be talking about COVID death and ventilators and hospital shortages and press conferences in a month, but we're certainly going to be talking about a weaker economy. And that's the next shoe to hit Wall Street. Or do we say, you know what? The Fed said, blank check. We'll do whatever it takes. We're not going to let a JP Morgan or Wells Fargo fail. Even if they don't have enough reserves, we're not going to let it happen. We need those guys. Because, yeah, they're big banks and, yeah, screw them. Let them fail. But for every failure they have, they have to cut good loans by 20 for every one. And that's surreal. Because you're like, some people take loans and they do good things with them. Some people buy homes and fix them up. Some people start businesses. That may go away. That may go bye-bye. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Something that has me a little bit concerned right now is the Dow is up, the NASDAQ's up, the SP 500's up, Russell 2000's up. But the Treasury market isn't seeing it the way the stock market is. Treasury market tends to be more smart in the short term, and Wall Street tends to be more right in their predictions six months down the road. So when the airlines started to fall apart two months ago, they were basically saying, add six months to that, and you're going to see that no one's flying. But at the time, we're like, people are still flying. So we got this going through our heads at this point in time. You know who's a big winner in all this? And I'm starting to piece this together is YouTube. Um, And let me tell you why. There was a point when, as a parent, you're like, my kids aren't watching YouTube. I'm not going to, they get one hour screen time a day and they're not watching any YouTube because those are, there's some crazy people who say racist things on YouTube. Ready or not, here YouTube comes. Um, YouTube channels are making huge comebacks. When I say channels, like um, influencers, getting kids to watch, like, do you lose weight when you fart? It's kind of like science. <laughs> I know you're saying it's kind of a science program. Um, Khan Academy's just rocking it right now. And Khan Academy's have got a lot of online classes. Uh, registrations from parents are up 20 fold. YouTube traffic is up 80%. Now YouTube's going to have to, Google's going to have to pay for a lot of the bandwidth, right? But there's a lot of classes going online. Um, I don't know how to teach the American Revolution. I don't know how to teach, Abraham, uh, not Abraham Lincoln, but George Washington. So yesterday, a YouTube video did it for me. Yes, he was brave because he didn't really think he could be a general, and he didn't really think he could be the father of the country, but he saw the freedoms. And like YouTube taught me all this again. So it's called edutubing. <laughs> I know you're saying no. Um, but my kid came to me and says, Dad, do you think you lose weight when you fart? And I was like, I don't know. That's a good question. And I have to start thinking about density and gas and gas flowing up. And like, yeah, like it's a good question. So we started doing the math on it. And there was an answer on YouTube. <laughs> and he already had the answer. Anyhow, um, biology teachers are starting to create YouTube channels. Math teachers are starting to create YouTube channels. 
Um, if the habits built up during COVID-19 stick around or endure, YouTube is a huge winner. Not only will more schools incorporate YouTube into their routines, but more parents will too. And I'm, I'm actually pretty good with that. Khan Academy rocks it. And for the record, if I lose my job in radio or television, if I lose my job in the financial industry, I think I could be a fifth grade teacher. Third grade's a little easier. Fifth grade's a little more complicated, but I think I could do it. I know you're saying, yes, Mr. Black. Everyone to your to your seats. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. There's going to be a lot of positives that come out of this. I own shares of Google, by the way, and uh, they own obviously shares of uh, they not shares of, but they own YouTube. It's within their business. You get the idea. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. JP Morgan increased their credit reserves by $6.8 billion. On their earnings call, they said this is going to be a fairly severe recession. A lot of people have lived through one recession. Great. You're going to live through more, and this will prepare you for them. Usually, they've been getting less and less dramatic as we figured out, hey, throw some money at it, or lower the cost of money, or come up with a stimulus plan. I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all, because you typically create debt for a nation when you spend your way out of a recession. The tax payments don't come back dollar for dollar. Not even close. So we're going through that. Boeing, uh, we're in the middle of a market recovery, right? We're looking at earnings season starting, and then Boeing had to go and open their mouth. You ever fought with someone where you regret it because you got a little bit too Jack Nicholson on them? You just had to go and open your mouth, didn't you? Uh, but Boeing 737 MAX cancellations mount on the production halt. Their one-two whammy is surreal. It is surreal. Um, and kind of what I mean by that is pretty obvious. They went through a couple plane crashes tied towards their software. And it wasn't tied towards their software when the crashes happened. It was tied towards their software after the fact and let the lawsuits begin and let's ground these puppies until we can figure out if they're safe or not. 737 Max has got a 13-month freeze on it, and it was a hot plane that was selling like hot cakes. Will they come out of this? It's really tough to say at this point in time um, because they've had to draw on their credit. Cash flow isn't servicing their debts. Cash flow isn't servicing their costs. And orders for their 787 Dreamliners, 767 Freighters, um, 737 Pre-Maxes, not Maxes, have just cratered. The market's pulled back as Boeing announced this. Because again, it's a reminder that things are rough out there. Now, Boeing's nowhere near its 52-week low. Last I checked, it's at 145. It's down 1% today, 1.4%. But the market took it a little bit tougher, I think. 
could just be selling off as we get towards lunchtime on the East Coast. I'm on East Coast time. I'm a lot of fun. I wake up at 4 or 5. Um, I have dinner at 3 or 4. I'm a lot of fun. People like me. Tesla's up 75 bucks today, 726 Kind of pushing towards its old highs. It's still 150 bucks off, but it's moving there quickly. Michael Wallachy. Say that name fast. He's an analyst, and he said, um, iPhone... They're positioning themselves for a great recovery. Apple is. New products. They're kind of starting to announce some. Total mobile device forecast includes inexpensive feature phones. Um, 1.34 billion units expected in 2020. They had 1.5 billion in 2019. So that's down a lot. But is it as bad as the stock got hit? Probably not. The iPhone estimates assume roughly 20% or 1 in 5 consumers owning a new iPhone will choose to upgrade to a new one both in 2020 and or 2021. My iPhone has got a couple chips in it, three years old. It's in pretty good condition. But uh, do I want a new one? I do. I want, I want, I want. But for me, I'm at the age now where I only want it if there's a feature upgrade that I really need, like 5G. So 5G yesterday, we did a story that AT&T said, it's still there. It's still real. So that helps anyone who sells in the cell phone industry. They're not canceling their rollout. AT&T is not. So they hope maybe at Christmas time, they're able to say, hey, everyone, go buy a phone for your kid because it's going to be 5G. Go buy a phone for your loved one because it's going to be 5G. It's going to be faster. So when you're stuck at home in the next COVID, COVID-20, COVID-2021, I know you're saying don't go there too fast, but when you're stuck, maybe you'll get faster internet, right? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I like seeing stories like that right now. It's freaking refreshing to not talk about the number of deaths and to actually have no smart opinion on it. United Healthcare uh, reports tonight after the market closes. So at one o'clock today, I'll probably be prepping dinner. By 115, I'll be watching the closing numbers. 130, I'll be listening to United Healthcare. They're too big of a healthcare insurance company not to listen to them. I could get some more data out of them than I can out of the presidential updates on COVID. The daily updates are just they grind on you. Goldman Sachs reports tomorrow. Citigroup. Um, U.S. Bank, we're in banking season earnings, and next week we're going to get into tech companies, and we're going to get into retailers. Banks kick off earnings season. I don't know why. I've never stopped to ask that question, but they're going to give us a lot of data by the end of the week, and we'll see how Wall Street responds. For the record, Boeing started off down five on that news, and now they're down one on the deliveries just getting canceled. They're kind of an interesting company to watch because they got like Apache helicopters and they got some other stuff out there that are, they make planes and there's a lot of planes in the air. They make, okay, I'll be quiet. Johnson and Johnson, big winner today, up six bucks. Their earnings report showed nice upside, but it had some trouble in it too. Um, 
They lowered their full-year guidance pretty substantially. They're reducing guidance to reflect COVID-19 impact and related investments. They've made headlines recently when they said that they've got a lead COVID-19 vaccine candidate. Uh, like I said, if you listen to the earlier part of the show, I, it's really tough to analyze biotech angles. Who, Which out of the 70 companies is going to the, the, get the cure? So it's earnings season. Hopefully you will hear a couple earnings calls. Wells Fargo has a new CEO and not a not the greatest time to take over a company, right? But some of their guidance is commercial loans are going to grow 10% quarter over quarter. Credit lines used by corporations are down. Corporations are drawing on the cash because they need it to make ends meet. That's not a good development. Lower mortgage banking income from Wells Fargo um, comes from liquid market conditions and credit spreads. Lots to learn. Roku yesterday gave us, you know, a, a great story. And for the record, I think Tom Cruise should go back to work right now. He's had COVID. He's come out of it. Don't shelter in place. Go out and work. I know you're saying, Rob, are you going there right now? Yes, I had a nightmare dream that um, Tom Hanks was like my butler or something like that because I couldn't. That's going to start to happen. Newsom last night talked about people going back to work. And one of the things that when we do go back to work, what's it going to look like? But I bet you a lot of people say, oh, I tested positive or I tested positive for the antibodies. That's going to be a thing, right? So Roku showed some of their numbers last night. <laughs> Pretty impressive. 49% year-over-year growth. Um, a lot of people are streaming. Netflix is going to give us some data soon. Disney. Uh, and Disney talking about getting two companies that were not Disney in the current condition, but Boeing coming off the 737 crashes and then getting the airlines saying, we can't fly because COVID. That's kind of a one-two punch. Disney's getting kind of like a one-two-three punch right now. But they also have some positive stuff set it. No one's going to the movies. Mulan was supposed to be a big billion-dollar movie. Delayed. Um, will be interesting to see how the trolls experiment where they said, let's not delay it. Let's just put it out on, on TV for 20 bucks rental. Will that be the new norm? But Disney's getting hit obviously with theme parks, with employee costs, both at things like ESPN, which are crazy expensive costs. Um, when you pay a lot of money for the rights to the NCAAs and you don't get them. Yeah, you'll work on a rebate at some point in time, but that's a lot of man hours. Like, think of NBC. We were supposed to be a couple months away from the Olympics, and NBC had to spend tons of money scouting locations and tons of money doing video stories of the athletes training. My mama used to take me to the pool every day. She loved me so much, she threw me in the pool. And I swam, and I swam, and I swam, and I swam. That cost money. Anyhow, and anyway, I am digressing. Taking a look at the markets right now, um, it's been a crazy month. We went from, is this ever going to stop going down, to, woo that's the second best up day ever, to, can we do it two days in a row? Where we are now, we're kind of pushing, and it, whether right or wrong, I don't know, we're kind of pushing COVID back a little bit. Uh, statistically, we're winning, or it's starting to look like we're winning, but now it's the economic data that's going to be the killer. 
Anyhow and anyway, 30% of Americans, mostly millennials, will use the coronavirus stimulus checks for housing costs. One of the key things we're going to get back to when this is all said and done is get a freaking fracking emergency fund. Treat it with respect. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't be shy. This is a good time to say, okay, if I have some losers in my portfolio, lighten up on the great days and find companies that you really want to own or indexes or sectors you really want to own. Be proactive. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested more. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. There's so many neat things that you can study about corporations. Companies that you think are going to die, companies that you think are going to thrive. You can look at software companies and they deserve a different price of the stock to the sales ratio than, say, a hardware company. You could look at an internet-only company and say they deserve a different valuation than, say, one with has bricks and mortars. It's all very, very true. It's all very, very true. I was trying to get this point across, and I don't know if I finished my thought. Um, it may be time for me to get on some Ritalin or something like that for attention deficit disorder caused by COVID-19. But there's companies like Moderna and Innovia Pharmaceuticals and Pfizer and Sanofi and Merck, and a lot of them are working on the cure for or the vaccine for COVID, which is kind of interesting. It's it's essentially a kind of a flu shot, right? It's, it, it introduces some of the antibodies to you or some of the, the features of the COVID, but not the full-blown COVID. A year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, people would say, I'm not taking that flu shot. No, give me the COVID. I'll die. Something tells me people are going to be rushing to get in. So I'd rather buy the whole healthcare sector than say, is it Moderna or Innovia or Pfizer or Merck or Sanofi or Glaxo or Roush? I don't know who's going to be the direct winner. And again, you show me all their scientists and I'm going to go, I can't tell. You show me two phones, I'm like, that one's better. You show me two computers, I'll be like, let's see the boot speed. You show me, like, I, I can analyze certain things. Hardware and software, I can say they deserve different multiples. Scientists, I can't do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Goldman Sachs is out there today, and they're saying how a two-week bear market tied together with unprecedented stimulus in that two- to three-week period. Stimulus by the Federal Reserve, stimulus by Congress, is saying that this is going to be a bruising coronavirus pandemic, but not bruising to the point that they don't see the S&P 500 crashing another 25%. Could we go down and retest where we were two, three weeks ago? Absolutely. Would I feel better if we did? Yes. I don't want you getting confident going, oh, that's a correction. Those are easy. Oh, that's a bear market. Those are easy. Personally, I, I think you would stand to do better. Also, if you have a 401k and a job, you're buying at lower prices. Goldman Sachs strategist David Coatson said the near-term downside scenario for the S&P 500 of 2000 is no longer likely. So they're changing their tune. I'm good with that. I don't think just because you have one opinion once tied towards 
what does this shutdown look like when we've never seen a service sector shutdown willfully? If the U.S. does not experience a second surge in infections after the economy reopens, the do-whatever-it-takes stance of policymakers means that the stock market is unlikely to make new lows. Not saying we're going to make all-time highs, but saying we're not going to make all-time lows or new lows. That's important to note because Goldman Sachs still has a lot of employees that they're not allowed to think for themselves. They have to repeat what their economist says or their strategist says. Or if they get sued, Goldman Sachs won't, won't stand by them. So you can't go too far off script if you're a broker or a wealth advisor. It's not, it's not the let's buy everything we can buy right now sign. It is what it is. Homeowners seeking mortgage relief. <laughs> you know how many of my friends have contacted me saying, can I stop making my mortgage payment? Almost 4% of mortgage borrowers have stopped making their payments. 4%. Um, as obviously many, 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 many homeowners have been put out of work or asked to stay home or gone from two paychecks to one paycheck. The number of loans and forbearance jumped 3.7%. That's a huge number. And the lenders are going to make it tougher for you to get a loan. Trying to weed out some of the riskier borrowers. But the number of risky borrowers is also increasing. If you're looking for a backdrop that hurts real estate, this is it. 17 million Americans have filed for unemployment. Government's requiring lenders handling payments on federally backed loans to give borrowers grace periods as much as six months at a time with no penalties. The problem for California is we don't qualify for a lot of government loans because the loans are so big to buy a house here. That's kind of interesting, right? Um, but a lot of hardships going on out there. A lot of people, and remember two months ago, three months ago, when I would do great stories and fun stories about, oh, 75% of Americans don't have an emergency fund. Now you know why I wanted to have an emergency fund. And yet like 75% had an Xbox or 75% had a PlayStation or 75% had a third vehicle or a second home, but not a, uh, uh, kills me. So we're going to get hit. People are going to see credit scores get knocked. Yes, homeowners can file and ask for extensions. But when all is said and done, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. And that's a really good sign that you can't afford it. Um, I'm not knocking you. You know, I'm, I'm glad it's working out on some level. And, you know, I do know that some people have overbought. And to get a three-month, four-month, five-month, six-month, even a one-month extension from sending money out to a mortgage would be great. You know, my mortgages are big dollars compared to what they were, you know, big monthly chunks compared to what they were when I was in my 20s. If, if I could put that mortgage payment in the stock market right now, I would. But I'm not telling you to do that. That is, scrap that as an idea. I should really never tell people to use house money for stock money because actually that is kind of against the law. You're encouraging people to take risks that they don't know about. And you have to be very, very careful with that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You know who's going to do well in all of this? Private label food. Because we're getting used to it, right? 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.